Hello and welcome to the Talk to Joe Guidance Podcast, where we talk to people in different careers and how they got there. For more information, follow me on Farley Career Guidance on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Hello, welcome to the Talk to Joe Career Guidance Podcast. On the show today, I have Rob O'Hanlon, who is, uh, well, he's all things to all men at joe.ie. Rob, how are you doing? Not too bad, Joe. How are you? Not too bad at all. Would you mind telling the listeners a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so uh, I, my name is Rob. I'm 29 years old. Um, I'm kind of in the middle of a, a pretty big career change at the moment. So around about this time last year, I decided to step away from my teaching job. I'm an English and history teacher. Um, I knew your, uh, your good self in college, Joe. <laughs> a while ago. <laughs> and, uh, a while ago now, yeah. Um, but I'd always kind of worked part-time in media and uh, an opportunity came up then, um, this time last year, to kind of to move into that full-time. And I decided to take the jump on it. So uh, I've been, like you were saying, all things on them, uh, as you kind of have to be in media these days. So um it was a bit, bit, a lot of changes in the last year through the pandemic and everything else. So, um, kind of moving between sports Joe and Joe at the moment. But uh, so yeah, that's that's my job at the moment. Um, kind of bet into everything COVID and uh, just trying to trying to trying to muddle my way through. Absolutely. Can you say tell me a little bit about your job title? Yeah. So I was hired as a producer and a presenter. So effectively, what that means is a producer does everything that you never see. But if it wasn't for them, then any of the media that pops up won't, wouldn't exist. So that can go from anything from picking guests, selecting guests, contacting them, getting them on. It can be in terms of like really, really practical admin stuff. Like it could be booking studio time or arranging meetups or whatever that might be. can also be deciding what actually gets talked about, whether they're talking points, whether it's doing some of the research as well. A producer really does, like I said, everything that uh, everything that you could ever want to make something exist, but you'll never see it, anything of them. Um, and then obviously, presenter I think kind of speaks a little bit for yourself. So um, the thing about that is, is that they're they're kind of they're two very very distinct roles. But in media at the moment, everything is quite stretched. So you'll find that a lot of people do a lot of different jobs. So I've had had jobs and had roles where I've been a producer I've had uh, and that, that would have been I worked on a, a hurling show last summer uh, with Lara Corbett and Derek McGrath, uh, Derek McGrath. Um, and I was literally just a producer so I was doing all those all that kind of stuff getting everything ready and then and, and linking in with the presenter and the guests and stuff like that and um, I've had presenter gigs where I'm literally just presenting stuff and I've done that for for live events and I did it for um Premier Sports for their Premier League coverage there a few months ago and I've had jobs then when it's been both we were producing and presenting uh, and that can be kind of little kind of short three minute videos that I've done on a few different topics um, but also then I did it for like a, a, a rugby show for the during the World Cup so that's my job in a nutshell but like I was saying media roles at the moment are so fluid so you're kind of expected to do everything so in my role in the last year I've also done things that you would expect a reporter to do, which would be to go out to live press conferences and, and take quotes and do reports from there. Um, I've also done feature writing, I've done news writing. You're kind of expected to do a hell of a lot of stuff at the moment. So your job title, while it's very, very distinct, and like I said, a producer and presenter have very, very distinct roles, you kind of end up doing a lot more than what your job title maybe suggests. Well, Rob, if I can take you a few years back, can you kind of tell me what you were like at school and what kind of subjects you enjoyed? <laughs> 
Yeah, I've been thinking a little bit this. Um, I, I really enjoyed school. Um, I know that's not a cool thing to say. Um, <laughs> do kids still say cool? <laughs> but I, I did, like, I, I enjoyed the subjects and stuff like that. So for me, but the problem was, and I, I did, I worked hard in school and um, I, I, got a, I got a decent leave insert. But the problem was, is that I, I never knew what I wanted to do. Um, and to be perfectly honest, <laughs> if you still trying to you work still don't. yourself, you still don't. But look, I, I was my two favourite subjects in school from pretty much when I was in primary school right through were English and history. So when I left school, I kind of looked around and I said, "Look, I don't know what I want to do here." I had the points to do a couple of different courses, but and I thought about journalism. I actually thought about law. And I said to myself, look, you don't actually know what you want to do here. And my parents, my parents were excellent and really, really helpful in that regard. And, and what I did was I went and did an arts course um, and I studied English and history. You know, I, I picked my two favorite subjects and I said, let me see what I can do with these. Um, so that's why I, 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 I kind of moved on to those. Um, but like as well, what was I like when I was at school? Um, look, I, I did. I worked hard, but like I think as well, like you have to do... School is about as much things outside the classroom as it is anything else. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Uh, like, you know, I would have been involved, uh, played a lot of Gaelic football, uh, involved in a couple of the school dramas and stuff like that. And um, they're, they're quite often the things you remember when you leave school, I think, as well. Um, and so, if, you, if you think back about it, can you remember what your CEO was like or what the experience applying for it was like? Yeah. It, I, it, was, it was difficult. Like I said, I, I find the concept of the CAO and the points and everything, like, it's very difficult because you're being asked to make a decision that could potentially affect what you want to do as a career. Um, and it does, it directly leads to that. And you, it's hard because at, at times the CAO can feel like just something you have to get out of the way and then go back to your maths homework. Do you know, when actually it's something that you should take some time and consider and talk to a lot of people around. I found it really daunting and, and I changed a couple of times what I wanted to do and the colleges I wanted to go to. I found it really, really helpful to go to open days. Um, I found it really helpful to talk to people who had been to those colleges and I learned a lot from that as well. Um, because it, it, it can seem to it can seem incredibly daunting um, and I think the, the biggest the best thing you can do is to do as most research as you can and like I said give it the, the respect that it deserves because it's it's a big decision um, so and I think as well is looking at all of your options and maybe thinking a little bit outside the box and I think the best thing I was ever told was you treat it like a wish list um, you know you always put the one, whatever college course and whatever college you want to go to, make sure that's your first one and that's, fill it out all the way down and make sure it's it's full of stuff that you, you want to do. That's really good advice. It's an order of preference. It's a phrase that anyone that I've worked with will remember. Uh, mm -hmm. Going back to what college life was like for you, uh, you said you did arts, so you did English and history. Like, Did it take up much of your week? Did you just focus directly on college? What was college like outside of the classroom? Yeah, um, so I went to, I, I decided to go to St. Pat's in Jimcondra, which is traditionally a teacher college, and a lot of people know it as primary school teaching. It actually doesn't exist in its current format anymore. I love being able to say that. It makes me sound much older than I am. A lot wiser. Um, but, <laughs> a lot wiser. Um, but when I went there, you, you could do arts the same way you could do it in, in UCD and in other places as well. So you selected three subjects. You did, uh, you did all three in first year, and you dropped one for the next two years. So I did English and History, for my three years and I did French for a year 
And then I decided that um, trying to analyze French art in French when I could barely order a Coke wasn't, uh, the, the, wasn't the course for me. So um, I, I, I really liked Pats because it was a smaller college. So that kind of suited me. And it was a very uh, GA mad college. Again, that suited me as well. Um, so an art course traditionally would take up maybe your class time is what it's called or your lecture time, whatever. It's probably somewhere between 10 and 15 hours a week. Now that doesn't sound like a hell of a lot, but um, there's a lot of work involved outside in terms of your reading and stuff like that. And um, so you will get people who are slagging arts course, but there is, there's a fair bit of work in it, but it did like, it, like, it allowed me a little bit more freedom in terms of what I wanted to do maybe outside the classroom. And I was actually doing like working part-time uh, in a bar. And I was also, doing a little bit of writing as well for a few online blog websites. So it allowed me the little bit of freedom to kind of build up a portfolio of work as well, which was great. Um, but also gave me freedom as well that I wasn't, you know, eight hours a day in college and bed into something that I wasn't enjoying. I was in college as much as I kind of needed to be and uh, studying something I wanted to do. And then also work in an area that, that, I, that I wanted to work in as well. Um, so look, I really enjoyed college. It was a de very different experience then when I went down to do my teacher training course in, in Trinity. Like that was a year and it was just very intense. It was, two, you remember it yourself, it was two and a half days a week, flat to the mat kind of lectures and tutorials. And then the other two and a half days you were uh, in working in school and the other two days of the week you were getting stuff ready for everything else. You were kind of trying to do two jobs at once um, in, in a week that, that, that just didn't have enough time. Um, but like that, re the real college experience for me came in my undergrad when I was, when I was doing arts and paths. And uh, now it was, it was brilliant because like I said, it just gave me that little bit of freedom to do I wanted to do while also studying something I enjoyed. And would you say college prepared you for the world of work? Or how would you, how would you phrase it? Yeah, I, I think all forms of education prepare you for the, the world of work. I, I always think of the example of, and I think I remember saying it in school myself, and I'm sure it's still a thing, which is people look at maths, I feel in particular, and they say, when am I ever going to use algebra? Or they might look at geography and say, look, when am I ever going to need to draw on Oxbow Lake? But you have to sometimes look behind the information that you're being given in school and college and look at the process and the skills that you learn. And you learn about like, you know, stuff like time management and, and hitting a deadline. And you look at the fact that sometimes you have to learn something completely new that you've never had a concept of before or the ability to multitask or whatever that might be. So I think quite often we can get bogged down when it comes to education. And like I said, be that college or, or in school that we're so worried about what we're learning and we're not thinking about how we're learning and how we're doing it. So sometimes the information of that kind of came second. So college definitely did. Uh, <laughs> it prepared me in other ways in that, uh, you know, not 10 to 15 hours a week oh, geez, if I could go back to that I'd never <laughs> take it for granted again um, but it 100% it does um, college in a lot of ways kind of gives you a few years as well to, to work out a lot about who you are and what you want to do and um, that will always play a huge role if you want to be happy in what you do and if you want to be successful in what you do Absolutely Rob if, what tips would you give to someone who is looking to get into your current line of work? my current line of work um the biggest thing i will say is that just constantly be doing so it's it, it, there's a lot more opportunities now i think for for anyone who is interested in getting involved in media be that news reporting or sports journalism whatever it might be in that like 
say for example, I remember when I was a kid, I used to write like match reports, watching a game or whatever it might be. Um, but you now can literally set up online portfolios and blogs and do that for yourself and, and go back and look at your work and learn from it. So I'd always recommend that um, to always, you know, keep trying to do, keep trying, keep trying to keep writing. If that's what you want to do, if you, if you like presenting, pop a camera in front of yourself and set up a YouTube channel and record yourself. You don't even have to set up public. Like it can be just for yourself just to get used to it, but constantly be doing so. And, and also, like I was saying earlier, have an ability to, to do multiple things. Like I used the recent lockdown to, to learn how to edit videos and I've never been able to do that before, but that's made things a hell of a lot easier for me in my work. And then again, it's another string to your bow. If you're interested in working in media, then you need to be able to move across a lot of different disciplines. So being able to write and being able to edit or being able to be in front of a camera or whatever that might be. And the other thing I would say is, is that you need to have a little bit of a brass neck and you, you need to ask for opportunities and talk to people. If you have any kind of connection to anyone in the industry, don't be afraid to ask for a little bit of help or a little bit of advice or whatever that might be. And the last one I'll say is, and I think it's, it's a good advice for anything, is just be honest with yourself. If this is something that you really want to do, you're going to have to work hard at it and you're going to have to be better than the person beside you who also wants it. And you're going to have to dig a little bit deeper than they are as well. And they, they'd be, look, that's, that's just good advice for anything. But specifically to me, like I said, keep working, keep writing, keep putting the camera in front of yourself and keep make sure, keep making sure you're always improving what you can do and kind of adding as many strings to your bow as you can. Rob, that's really, really good advice. If anyone is looking to kind of follow you or get information, uh, have you anything you'd like to plug? Uh, yeah, you can grab me on Twitter. I'm at Rob O'Hanrahan. Um, that's probably the easiest way to get me because it seems to be where I spend most of my time these days. Um, <laughs> and my my DMs are open on that as well. So um, no harm if anyone wants to pop in and ask any more questions. Brilliant, Rob. Listen, thank you so much for, for doing this. Have a good oh, one. Absolute pleasure. Thank you for listening to the Talk to Joe Guidance podcast. If you have any questions, follow me on Farley Career Guidance on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. I hope you found the content valuable and have a good day.